Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. And Coach Torrey, welcome back to the Culture Classroom. Uh, listeners, thanks for thank you for continuing to turn in, tune in to numerous episodes uh, of the Culture Classroom podcast. Uh, Coach Torrey, Today, you have a heavy heart after what happened yesterday. You have a story to share with our listeners, um, some key takeaways I think they can uh, make applicable and practical to their way of life. Um, it's a guy that's been on our podcast before, and uh, I'm just going to turn the mic over to you and intercede when I can uh, about this topic that you put on me yesterday, probably around 4 o'clock. No, it's great. Um, I'm not sure it's my story to tell. But I feel like there's lessons that I learned um, and there's lessons that we can share with other people without with being respectful and without going into all the details. Um, And that information is certainly out there for those of you interested or listening. But Coach Adam Burns, who just about two years ago was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer, uh, passed away last week. And yesterday we had the funeral and my wife and I went to the visitation on Wednesday, funeral yesterday, uh, ran a three-hour out so that employees and students could attend. Uh, he was 35, um, just an amazing man and leader in our community, coached four sports, taught at the high school, and then was involved in everything from the youth all the way through high school sports. And someone that I had a lot of admiration for and some authentic experiences, we coached JV together for 10 years for football. And sometimes I called the offense, sometimes he called the offense, sometimes I called the defense. The last couple of years, he's called the defense. Uh, And then on Friday night, we shared special teams. So no one understands what it's like to to coach special teams until the bullets are flying and kids are going down like flies. And all of a sudden, you're at your eighth person on your depth chart like, oh, man, we're pulling this guy from you're no longer on punt. Now you're going to be on kickoff. And okay, you're out from kick return for the rest of the game. And now you're on for this. And I mean, it gets crazy sometimes with special teams. So Coach Burns and I did it for a long time. And the whole deal is sad. There's no other word for it, right? And I learned a lot of lessons from Coach Burns. The first one I write about, the most important one, I feel like, we shared on our podcast and I write about it in my book. And that's, you're never as good as you think you are and you're never as bad as you think you are. And that has kept me grounded for a lot of years. So when we go out sometimes and lose 70 to seven, it's Coach Burns' advice that kind of helps me pick myself up and keep going. And when we go out and, and you know, we beat a team 56 to 14, same thing. Um, it humbles me a little bit to be like, okay, no, there's more work to do. We have, haven't accomplished our objectives yet. And I just think that's really valuable advice. And then there was advice that I received from a mentor um, because the funeral is really hard, right? There's a lot of reasons uh, that the story is sad. I mean, he's 35 years old. Um, he's got two, he's survived by two young daughters. Uh, his wife is really young, close family friends, all those kinds of things. And so while everyone is sad over this deal and no one wants to go to a funeral, um, another mentor of mine 20 years ago gave me this advice and he said, weddings are optional, Hmm. funerals are mandatory. Mm -hmm. And so it's Catholic mass and, uh, we're sitting there in mass yesterday honoring coach Burns and we get to the homily and I thought the priest did a very good job in 10 minutes of encapsulating some of the things that coach Burns stood for 
um, one of which is Compete. And for those of you that don't know, he has his own charitable organization called Compete for a Cure, mm. which goes to help other cancer survivors, specifically brain cancer survivors, as they compete to find a uh, some research and try to find a cure. And so competing is a big part of what we do as coaches. And that's what Coach Burns' life kind of really comes down to was a competition all the time. But the priest really did a good job of talking about authentic love. And it hit me, right? Like, so for those of you that are spiritual or those of you that are very religious, I am not, full disclosure. Like, I have a great foundation, and I was raised Catholic, and, and I would call myself a Catholic. However, I'm not that into religion. I, I get spirituality more than religion. That's just kind of my own thing. And one of the reasons that I like that is the Holy Spirit, right? Like you can't really understand what's happening around us a lot of the time. We don't know the whys or the hows or the whens. Um, and so the Holy Spirit just kind of encompasses all that in the Catholic faith as like, yeah, this is the mystery. This is what we're, this is what's happening. And it's God who's doing the work. And I really felt that yesterday in the middle of the homily uh, in a packed church over a really sad situation when the priest talked about authentic love. And I wanted to bring that to our listeners today. So, Coach Weaver, let me just ask you, because this is kind of priest framed his homily. What are some things that you love? Um, I love my wife. I love my kids. Uh, a new love is Jordan shoes. Uh, I love being around uh kids and impacting kids. I think that's why I'm in this profession of teaching and education. Uh, where I'm sitting right now, there's my second period study hall. They're all saying, say me, say me, say me. Um, so the impact that we get on that, um, you know, and uh, th that's a few of the, I mean, I, I love ice cream. I mean, I can't, I can't dismiss that. I love ice cream. Uh, I love God, you know. Uh, so those are some things that I love. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw. That's, that's great. It's a great list. And to all of our listeners, I would challenge you to write that down too. Write down a few things that you love. Here's the part about authentic love that hits different. This hit me different, right? Because I would say many of the same things on my list, although I hate ice cream and there's a whole other story for that uh, <laughs> later on. I grew up on a dairy farm, but that has nothing to do with why I don't like it. But um, I've got another story for why I don't eat. I eat ice cream like once a year max. Um, but and, and Jordan shoes, I can't do it. I can't get behind the dollars that Nike brings. But a lot of the other things you listed, family, kids, wife, uh, the game of football. You know, I love being a monarch. I love competition. Mm -hmm. I would include some of those same things on my list. Here's the point about authentic love. And I think it blends in with authentic cultures. There are good days and tough days mm -hmm. when you love something. Mm hmm. And I don't know what the metric is. Maybe there's a researcher out there smarter than me that has actually tried to do this. But I would actually number the tough days at least four to one for the great days. Thoughts on any of that? Um, actually, yes. Um, 
we were, I was in the office probably Tuesday and people were just like, you seem like you never have a tough day. I do. And I think in the education and profession, uh, the education that we're around, the profession that we're in, all that stuff, I think we have to fake our tough days a lot to give somebody our best days every day. Uh, not saying that we don't have them, but there are days that I don't want to come to school. There are days that are tougher than others. Um, I think it's in how, how you make it. Um, so I'm, as, you, as you process that and as, as listeners, you know, I, I, there are no bad days. There are tough days. Um, the old what tough, uh, tough times don't last, but tough people do. But I think you have to have a support system as well to help you with those tough days, to bring you out of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I would go three to two, not four to one. I'd go three okay. to two on the five work week because Saturday, Sundays are good days, right? Sundays, NFL football. Saturday in the fall is college football. And it's hard – unless your team loses, right, that's going to be a tough day. And you bet on it and you lose that bet or whatever. But uh, I neither – I don't do either, so I'm not, I'm not worried about a score or, a, or anything like that. Um, so I think it's three to two on tough to good. Okay, like more tough days though than good days, right? Like I would say with the climate that we're in right now, it's been tougher. I think if we go back to our 22 year old self, I think it's four to one good to tough because of less responsibility. Sure, that, I, I totally agree with that. Like, and when we talk about authenticity, I mean, we're talking about responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't be authentic and irresponsible. That doesn't work. Like we call that unemployed in the adult world. Right. I feel like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but I don't know. I just I, I was just thinking about this and authentic love. And I know we we've talked at great detail on a lot of podcasts over the years and in a lot of conversations. We love uh, the people around us and the things that we do, different in different ways. If that makes sense, like yeah. what you do doesn't work for me. What I do doesn't work for other people. Uh, and I think that's where the authentic piece comes in. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in leadership, we try to steal from everybody, right? Because that that's just good. If someone else is killing it and doing good things, why would we not try to steal yeah, from them? Bet, best form of flattery is imitation. So roll with 100%. it. hundred percent. But it does, imitation doesn't lead to authenticity. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I think that's what's great is that when you love something or someone and you can lead authentically, then and you can have, you know, you're going to have tough days. I think all that comes together and our culture is the same way, right? Like authentic cultures are really hard to duplicate. Yeah. I, I think there's a, and we've talked about this at length, um, in a previous podcast, but I really think there's some transparency to that of being authentic, knowing that you don't have it all together, you know, uh, going back to high truth, high love, as you're saying that I think authentic truth and authentic love. And what that looks like and you're if you're a ceo if you're a teller at a bank if you're an athletic trainer or you know you're a first year nursing student versus a doctor i mean what does that even look like authentic truth and authentic love paired with high truth high love and there's some kind of metric there that like you said somebody way smarter than us can figure that out of what what, what that quadrant and where you want to be and Someone please do your do your doctorate on that question yes. Yes. so that we can like uh you know have some grounded research to support the babble we're spitting. Right. 
Absolutely. But that, I think that's there's a lot of truth to that authentic love piece, though. Uh, I think I think you bring up a good point, too, with the high truth, high love. I'm glad you brought it back to that because, in my mind, high truth is authentic truth. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not authentic, it's not worth very much. A replica is not nearly worth as much as the real thing. I don't know about you, but uh, when I buy gear, and I'm a big gear guy, right? Like, I want authentic gear. I love gear. My wife wife gets mad at me because, you know, I have to have what the players have. Or I have to have something that is down to the specifications of exactly what is happening on the field. So I'll pay $300 for a jersey when I could get a replica for $120. You know, but I think about those, those old starter jackets, right? Oh, I I've got two in my closet, but they're the original. <laughs> they're from when I was twelve. So they're authentic. There you go. They, I don't think authentic. kids today. I don't think kids today would understand what a starter jacket is. Like when you had the starter, you had the authentic starter jacket. You're on another level. You're on another right? level. <laughs> you walk right? the halls. Especially, you walk the halls differently. I'm sorry. You just walk the halls differently. If it's a Raiders. Or if it was a Charlotte Hornets, like those were the two best starter jackets that, yes. you know, uh, people would kind of, that, that were a big deal. I do, I have neither of those. I have a Nebraska one, and then I grew up a John Elway fan, so I have a Broncos one. I had a Braves uh, one. Old, I have a Braves one. Old, I had one. Yeah. And I wore it so, out. <laughs> it's that authentic piece, right? Like today we're seeing starter kind of, like starter jackets kind of coming back in with different retro companies, mm-hmm. but they're not authentic. Like they're not the starter version. They're the starter times whatever company is making them but i don't know authenticity wins so in my mind high truth high love is authentic truth and authentic love and it looks different for everybody else but that hit me different yesterday if we say authenticity to put it simply it means you're true to your own personality values spirit regardless of the pressure that you're under to act otherwise so pretty much you're honest with yourself and with others, and you take responsibility, what we said earlier, take responsibility for your mistakes, your values, your ideals, and all that aligns with your action. We sounded just like Brian Kite when we said that. <laughs> Sounds like we something did. Brian Kite would say. We, we did, but we just streamlined it, right? Yeah. We just took everything that they do in, in the Focus 3 system, and we just be authentic. That's my challenge to listeners. I mean, that's going to be what's really hard for our community mm. in the days and the years moving forward now without Coach Burns is mm. – that's what makes going to the funeral a really easy decision yesterday. One, not only because they're mandatory, which I think is a great filter to go through, right? Like I go to very few weddings anymore. I go to every single funeral because mandatory weddings are optional. Funerals are mandatory, but moving forward, coach Burns meant a lot to me. And the reason he was a guest on our podcast, because he was authentic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give three things that I'm thinking of with, with our listeners before we go. Um, I think you have to be impeccable with your words to be authentic. I think so many times in our society we just speak off the cuff, and it's it goes back to what I told this futures team: is you got to give somebody your best yes, be authentic in that. And when you give somebody your best yes, um, tell them yes and go do the best job. Be impeccable with it. And if you can't help them, be be authentic in saying no. I'd love to help you, but I can't do it right now. I can't give you my authentic self to help you out with this. Um, I think another thing is, and I'm guilty of this, so this is why this resonates with me. Don't take anything personal, right? I take stuff, per- like if, like the collective we, I, I hear it as I. 
So don't take things, you know, personally. Um, a hard truth for me is you can't please everybody. You can't please everybody. So stop trying to do it, right? Um, and it, I, I go back to the easiest one, and it's so simple. It's so elementary. Just go do your best. If you're being authentic, go do your best. Don't try to be like somebody else. I see so many coaches that want to be like Nick Saban, or they want to be like P.J. Fleck, or they want to be like Pete Carroll, or they want to be – go be you. Go be you and who you are and who God created you to be um, and do your best at it. And then go to bed, and then don't let that four-to-one ratio get you. <laughs> don't have as many tough days. Don't let those happen. Um, make those good days count, and then go uh, minimize the tough days. I think it's great, great advice. Yeah. Just something as, I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking things that I struggle with. Uh, wanting to please everybody, and that's a big struggle. If you try to please everybody, you're going to end up hurting somebody. So there's, can't do there's it. one more piece of advice that I want to add to your list because I think it's a great list. There's one more thing that when I got into education 16 years ago, I walk off the plane from, from the 49ers when our season ended. I'm teaching in a middle school for the first time. Um, and I struggled for a while, one, because middle school is just that critical age, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I had a colleague who shared the best advice with me ever after your list. So your list is 100% spot on. The last thing that I would add, and this is where it hit me yesterday in the middle of a homily, is when you have those tough days, give it to God. Mm. Whatever God you believe in, whatever you do, just toss it out there and don't carry it with you. Give it to God. It will resolve how it's supposed to resolve. Yeah. So Herbert, our head football coach, if you're a first-time listener, uh, took the thing of DMGB doesn't matter, get better from the kites. And he put, doesn't matter, trust God as a spin on that. Um, so, great words. I think it was, we've both experienced this year a tough loss in our life. Me with Doug Branning, you with Adam Burns. And as we sit back and reflect, um, you know, I think, like what you said, like those tough times are going to be tough. Uh, but when you do have those tough times, give it over to God. So. Once again, thanks for listening to the Culture Classroom. You can find us at Mr. Tory on Twitter and at Coach Weaver MRA on Twitter. Um, we'd love for you to engage with us, give us feedback, uh, or any potential guests that you want to see on this show. Once again, thanks for listening to the Culture Classroom. <laughs>